What's up, everybody? If you that don't know me, my name is Chris, aka Mr. Grow It, and this is Garden Talk, episode two. This episode's guest is Pigeons420. He is a cannabis content creator with over 86,000 subscribers on YouTube alone. He has been producing gardening videos since 2016 and has over 800 videos on his channel. He also live streams on Twitch every day, and he has a podcast called From the Stash, which I'm actually on as well. In this episode, we talk about training plants. There are so many different ways to train plants. Pigeons talks about the different training techniques that he does, and I talk about the plant training techniques that I do. This episode currently has over 140,000 views on YouTube, and many have mentioned in the video's comment section that this was very informative for them. So I'm excited to bring this episode to this platform for you. Let's just get into it. All right, got pigeons here. How are you, dude? Man, I'm I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Dude, I'm really excited to talk to you. It's been overdue conversation, I guess I'd say. It's the first time we've ever actually done a video chat like this, and you know we've both been doing YouTube videos for over three, you know, three four years mm-hmm. now, right? Five years. And um, dude, I'm super psyched. Thanks for coming on today. Well, as I said, thanks for having me, man. And but more importantly, thank you for 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 being kind of kind of a, a, a shining light in the, the community when it comes to bringing the community together and uh, and getting 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 the best out of us I saw the the show that you did with Rob and I, I really enjoyed the conversation I thought you guys really brought the best out of each other when it came to uh, the conversation pulling out ideas and and I think this is this is a this is a good avenue for content so I'm really excited thanks for having me cool yeah no problem let's talk about plant training so perfect Plant training. Um, so, uh, you know, I really wanted to bring you into this discussion because I've been on your channel um, and I see a lot, you do a lot of different type of plant training techniques. And, uh, uh, you know, today you can talk about that. I don't think we're going to talk about all the plant training techniques that are out there, but okay. definitely the most common. So low stress training, topping, if we can get into it, maybe do a little super cropping or fimming, things like that. Um, there are other things, other ways to do it. We probably won't get into it all in this video so just to give you viewers a heads up on that one but let's start off with arguably the most common which is low stress training so first off what is low stress training right so low stress training is uh, really bending down and or tying down branches in order to allow other branches to grow up and you know be even with that canopy um, is kind of the basic uh, definition of it what's your definition of it is that kind of the same thing or uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Low stress training, trying not to create anything that's going to prolong the plant's life, and and stress will certainly prolong the plant's life. So, just gentle bending, tying down is a great way to put it. Tucking of uh, even of just a tucking of leaves, I think, is a, is a low stress training. So yeah, just just anything that's hands on that's not creating too much stress for the plant in general. Why low stress train? What's the point of low stress training? So I think arguably the most common reason for low stress training is to increase the yield. So I've read on websites that um, it's up to a 40% increase in yield just from doing low stress training. What do you think? What do you think the reasons are for doing low stress training? Well, that, that, that is exactly it. Trying to create the most out of your plant. When I, when I first started growing, I remember when I would look into a, a, a package of seeds and on the back it would give you the strain, the contents of the cannabis, but then it would give you a, 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 a time 
frame and an average yield. And I was looking at numbers that, that looked so unobtainable. You know, we're talking 500 grams, 300 grams of, of some, some, some number that went along with those, 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 those beans. And I tried to figure out how on earth you're going to be able to maximize your, those numbers. How do you get those numbers? And the best way to do that is to, to, to try to pull the most out of the plant. Ensure that you're going to expose more possible tops to get buds from and uh and you can you can certainly do that with low stress training so yeah to maximize the yield that you're going to get out of the plant by maximizing the size and potential of that plant when do you usually start low stress training honestly it starts really early uh when when i'm when i'm describing this to a new grower i'm going to tell someone to wait till the third node it's kind of a, a rule of thumb but the reality of it is your plant is going, uh, is going through stresses almost immediately. Um, you, you're trying to minimize the amount of stress that a seedling goes through. But you can certainly start flexing at, well, well after the first node. As soon as you start to see some kind of sprout coming out after your, uh, your original, um, what are those first leaves called? Call leaden. Yes. Uh, the, the first note after that, typically you can start to give it a little bend, get a little bit of, uh, of hands-on to start to beef in that stem. So I, I'll go as early as the first note, after the first note. Got it. For me, uh, you know, it really depends on growth. It depends on my schedule, right? Sometimes I'm not available to start low stress training that, that early. But yeah, starting early, I typically like to wait till the third to fifth node. And then I'll start bending the main branch down from there. Now, sometimes, you know, it really depends on growth as well because some like indica strains, for example, are going to be real naturally squat. If it's more of a stretchy strain, like a sativa stretchy strain, like an OG or something like that, at the third node, the thing's already, you know, uh, seven to 10 inches tall potentially. Right. So doing it uh, at the third node, um, you know, is always a potential as well. So for me, it really depends on growth. I guess I guess that's a good point. It really depends on the 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 sex of seed as well. If you if you if you don't know your 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 sex, um, training that early might not make as much sense. Hmm. You know, you're you might be putting in too much effort for something that might not be going the full distance. You know, you might not have a female. So if I'm if I'm running regular seeds, typically I'm actually going to start training a little bit later. But then it kind of goes hand in hand with the more training. You're gonna. You're almost gonna see signs of sex sooner, uh, based on stress. Kind of anecdotal and through my own experience. But uh, uh, if I knew I had a regular seed, and, or, or sorry, 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 a feminized seed, I am going to put stress on that plant, that seed, a lot sooner than something that I didn't know hmm. the outcome of. Interesting. I actually went to your channel and I saw a, a video. Uh, directly relates to this is is when to start training. I think you had a tr uh, a plant that you did no training on, and it was like close to three feet, maybe, maybe two feet, three feet, <laughs> and then you manhandled the thing, and it was it was <laughs> just straight up, and then you manhandled it and literally brought it in like a swirl coming mm -hmm. around. Uh, how did that turn out, right? So you had a plant oh, at three feet, goodness. and then just manhandled it, bent it like crazy, and then wrapped it all around, and then uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, essentially, you mentioned it earlier when you when it came down to schedule. Uh, gro growing your plants relies heavily on your schedule. If you're there, then you know they're going to benefit a little more, a little bit more than if you're not there. This particular plant, 
got I think it was even upwards of four feet high and this was sheer ignorance. Um, I just let it get the best of me. I, I kept, I kept doing other things. You know, you get a, if you have a full flower room, you know, it's easy to let the veg room kind of, kind of, kind of get a little bit behind where it should be. And, and that's what happened in this case. And this girl, in fact, um, it was a, uh, I believe it was it was new dog was the was the strain. It uh it it got way too high, unmanageable, but I knew through experience that this wasn't something to be worried about. I, I knew that I could bring this to a size manageable, something that I could deal with. And my first my first response was to bend it in half. Take 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 that four feet and turn it into two feet. Because at least now I'm I'm an indoor grower, so I can, I don't have the sky the sky's not the limit for me. Um, so I decided to manipulate that stem and it, and at four feet, we're talking about a stem that's already almost an, maybe an inch, inch and a half thick already and with no training. And I decided to just really manipulate that stem, get it nice and loose. And I just, it, as you really started to, to, to break that membrane, you could, it almost starts, she started to just fall over on her own. And then it was just a matter of just getting her down, tying her to the pot and ensuring that all that undergrowth was going to start coming upwards. And as a matter of fact, I still have the, I refer to it as the antlers of, of the, the stem that was the new dog. I, I trimmed it up and it still sits in a back room in the house because I'm so attached to that one. I'm not ready to get rid of her. I'm trying to think if I should lacquer her up and put her up as like a trophy on top of the garden or something, you know? All right. But, put it uh, in an yeah, enclosed she, case. She, you, right, right. She, she yielded... She yielded wonderfully. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I didn't weigh my harvest, but uh, we we got quite a few jars off of off of that girl. I'd say in and around the the half to the three quarters of a of a of a pea. You know, so it it was a good it was a good it was a good haul. I was a happy camper. So that was beneficial for you. So would you say that there's totally. there's no? It's never too late to start low stress training. No. No, absolutely not. Never too late. No, absolutely not. You you, you can go hands on at any time. And and in fact. Even when you're in flower, I, I would still suggest going hands-on for at least the first few weeks to ensure that, you know, wh while the plant's using up those starches and those sugars and, 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 and enjoying that stretch, that it's not going to become too uneven, that you're having some, some, some flowers that are closer to the light and some that aren't, you know. So, no, it's never too late. Never too late. It, it sh the plant should be just the way you want it before you put it into flower. And, and if that means you need to train it at week eight, 12 or 15 in, in veg, then get, you got to get her done. You got to get her done. I did that one time where I, I bent a branch down and it was similar situation. I don't think it was as, as big as, as what you mentioned. And it was very unstable. The plant ended up being very unstable and that main stem still continued to be the main stem and had the largest bud and the thing was just flopping all over the place. Did that happen with, with yours or, or no? No, no. Once, like once you, once I bent her over, it was, it was, it was imperative that I gave those other stems as much. Here I am. This is my, this is the technique I use on the stems. I roll them through my fingers. I do this all the time. I walk through the garden in the mornings and 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 roll all these little stems through my fingers. I must roll, you know, upwards of a hundred stems a, a morning as I just come through the garden with my coffee. And the idea was with that particular girl, once she was flipped over, was to just manipulate all those shoots all those tops to ensure that none of them got left behind but then you gotta we have to remember that sometimes not every 
top is going to be a potential bud. You've, you've got to just get rid of some. You've got to keep her clean. You've got to keep your canopy fresh, open, and, 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 and available for, uh, uh, to take in fresh air. And if you're keeping every single top, you're going to have some buds that are huge, some that are small. And, and it's just it's important to uh, just, yeah, get, get hands on on all of those individual buds so that they all get that, that, that strength that they need. Got it. I'll link that video in the description section below. So for anybody who wants to see that, it, I definitely recommend you click on that video and check it out because it's it's uh, pretty crazy. I uh, I was blown away with what you did by, with that thing. <laughs> was, uh, I was laughing a little bit because I was like, "What the heck?" It was but, uh, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and and yeah, the, the story of the new dog. That one I remember. That she was a good one. That was a good one. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Um, okay, so low stress training. Um, so what exactly do you do? So I'll start. So you know, I'll typically do that initial first bend when it's on, you know, roughly it's fifth node, right? Like I said, it depends on growth and I'll bend that down. And then really, it normally only really takes what, like a week, 10 days, maybe two weeks before you have to actually bend down other branches as well. So for me, I'm continually bending down branches uh, and tying them down. And as, you know, a new main shoot kind of comes up and dominates, I'll bend that down. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly tying things down and just trying to create the, make the canopy even at all times. And I'll continue to do that all the way up, uh, really into flowering. And then that three week stretch, I'll still continue to do less stress training. I'll still continue to pull down those branches, tie them down in order to try to keep an even canopy. And I found that really that first three weeks when you flip to flowering, when the plant is still stretching, is kind of like the hardest, in my opinion, to still control and, and create an even canopy. I feel like it's a lot easier uh, when the plant is in veg just because you get, I mean, a plant can grow, what, like two inches overnight or something like that? Like That's right. That's so right. It, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a little bit harder to control, in my opinion, but... That's kind of when I stop is really after that stretch. Now, what do you do? How long do you do um, low stress train and, and when do you stop it? Um, I, I'm, I'm very similar in terms of the starting, starting early with that initial bend. I don't do like I have, but I, I try to refrain from tying down or, or pinning down. Now, I, I, do, I do take coat hangers. Um, metal coat hangers and I and I and I cut them up so that you can keep the metal pins and I can put those to use as pins for the for the shoots to kind of keep them towards the soil but generally I feel as if if you can get in there every day every second day let's be real and 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 twist and bend those tops you're going to turn a very small stem into a very thick stem very very quickly um, when you do pin them down, there's still that same effect, but I do feel as if you can, every time a top rises up, and sometimes it can only take three hours, four hours, maybe maybe a little bit longer they, from going in, from a flat bend to being straight up again. If you can get back in there and keep bending that down, I think that's far more beneficial than you know tying it down, leaving it, coming back, tying down, leaving it, coming back, you know. Um, but, but but that would be more that would just, that's just I guess more my technique than anything else. I, I certainly utilize both techniques when it comes to pinning and or bending when it comes to your schedule. Um, this whole at home virus, this 2020, has allowed me to do a lot more in garden work than I have ever been able to do. So I, I'm kind of learning these little little techniques over the last few months that I didn't necessarily know before. Um, but when it comes to as early as training, yeah, I, I, that initial bend, typically it's hands-on, bend it down, still twisting, and d- there's that 
that finger thing. Yeah, still twisting each stem and just just making sure that each stem from going straight up at the the end of my visit looks like something stepped on it. She, I don't want any tops pointing the sky to the sky when I leave the flower room after a good low stress training in the morning, because then I feel like I've gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten everything taken care of. So yeah, as early as I can, hands on, and then same thing. That three weeks, and and you're right, it is the hardest because you're growing in the veg room over the course of well, in my case, is three plus months of vegging, whereas you're seeing growth over three months. You you can see a month's worth of growth in just a couple days in the flower room. And if, and if you're not quick on the hands-on, next thing you know, you've got, you've got nine inches in between your flower points or in between your bud, your bud sites. So yeah, it, I, I totally agree in terms of that three weeks is just as important or more important to, to, to ensure that you can maintain all that hard work that you put in at, throughout the rest of the flower room. So I, I totally agree. The the last time I'm training, you know, you're still you're still tucking leaves and, and and trying to trying to separate buds. You don't want any buds stuck together. So I still think that that in some sense is low stress training, just to ensure that these buds are they're in their own isolated environment. You don't have two buds that are stuck too close together. You don't have a leaf that you know say drooped right on top of a a. a a bud hmm. personally i would not remove that leaf i think that's a high stress training i would i would just tuck that leaf underneath that bud so that there's no moisture or any any trapped air inside that that bond got it you bring up a good point with the hand bending you know i use ties i mentioned how i use ties but there have been grows where I, all i did was hand bending so i go in there and just use my hand and you know you have to do it like two or three times a day but mm-hmm. hand bending down and continuing to bend down and you'll see those other branches come up and I've done plants several grows where I just do hand bending and no ties whatsoever so it is still possible to do low stress training without actually using ties what do you use for ties when you use ties um, you said you use coat hangers coat hangers and I think that's a like, like that's a underutilized item in our households now granted metal coat hangers are kind of going out with with the times and we're, we're more of the plastic coat hangers now granted i'm sure you could like y- you could manipulate a plastic coat hanger to do the same thing but uh metal coat hangers have really got me through because it's like i find these things everywhere i've got hundreds of metal coat hangers now they don't last forever they do corrode and they do eventually go bad but you know just to just to cut a coat hanger you cut the the, the, the bottom and the middle and you cut the top you just take the two sides you can even take the little the hook and cut that off and use that as a hook as well um, however I, I, I primarily use either they're they're like mechanic ties they're or like pipe ties or something they're like a they're like a, a, a twist tie but they're they're rubber and my viewers have told me they're like they're a mechanics twist tie of sorts okay. and or garden wire typically like just a twist tie, a roll of twist tie. And aside from that, yeah, that's it. And my hands. Yeah, that's that's mostly what I use is those garden ties. I think it's like two bucks at your local gardening For a store. roll of them, right? Yeah, for the whole yeah, roll, like, like the green stuff. tie. Yeah, yeah. it lasts forever. Tie. Yep, yep. And you can just take off those ties and reuse them. So Exactly, yeah, forever. exactly. Uh, but I mostly use that. Um, and when I tie the branch, what I do is I'll, I'll wrap that tie around like a loop, like a double wrap but i won't actually like twist the ties together because as that branch grows thicker uh the way i do it because i'm just continually wrap it it'll unravel on its own right so it doesn't like choke up 
the stem. I don't know if I'm explaining that clearly enough. But just kind of wrapping it around twice, and then as it expands, well, then it's unraveling the tie. Um, Now you have to adjust every now and then. But just a small tip so people aren't choking out their their, uh, stems. And you totally will. That's a a great tip. I still choke out my plants because it's like you'll forget about a tie. You know what I mean? You'll you'll come in, make sure I'm moving ties all the time. But, you know, as the plant gets larger and the more ties you put down, you're going to forget one. Yeah. And and so wrapping them, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I've choked out plants way too many times. Yep. And then, uh, so on fabric pots, I think common thing that beginners might be wondering is, how do I tie this down to a fabric pot? And mm. what I usually do is I'll take like a bobby pin and I'll pierce the side of the fabric pot and then, you know, close off that bobby pin and then take that twist tie and then attach it to the bobby pin. That's what I do for um, fabric pots. I've seen some things with Velcro that actually wrap all the way around the, the fabric pot, and then you can take the Velcro and go up and, and bring the branches down. Mm. Um, if I have a link to that, I know CoopMed uses that. Shout out to CoopMed. He's a, a grower. If I can find the link to that, I'll link that down below. And then for plastic pots, I usually use those binder clips. Just really, when you're doing low star strain, just whatever you can find. That's right? it. And, That's and it. Like, I use, I use people, paper clips myself yeah. around a fabric pot. Put okay. a bunch of paper clips around it, and then I just tie to the paper clip. Yep, Perfect. same idea. Yeah. Whatever you can find. Yeah, I know some key. people drill holes in the plastic pots. I mean, whatever you want to do, right? So whatever, whatever you have available, really. What about you? Any anything else to add, kind of, for that? No, that's it. I, I'm 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 exclusively fabric pots. I don't use anything aside from a fabric pot, and it's been that way for years. So I don't know anything different. But yeah, it's the 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 paper clip. Put the paper clip in. You're gonna put about. You'll see it in that new dog video, actually. As a matter of fact, if if some, if anyone checked the description after the after the video, um, I, it, there was probably twenty some paper clips all the way around that pot, and I just tied. Nice. Yep. Now the downside, of course, as the plant gets stronger, and they are incredibly strong, they will pull the paper clips out of the the fabric pot. So you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be vigilant. You have to be vigilant. Anything else for low stress training? I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary. I, I, I don't avoid it. Uh, get hands-on and, and, and manipulate your your plants to increase yield. It's a necessary. It's a necessary. You can really 40%, I think, if that, if that's the statistic, that's I think that's an understatement in terms of the amount of yield you'll increase by doing training. Um, I, I think it's upwards of, you know, 70% in some cases. But, yeah, get hands-on. Do low training. I wouldn't say I disagree. I would say it's necessary. Like as a new grower, you don't have to do low stress training, but it's good extremely okay, beneficial. Good point. Good it's point. Yes, beneficial. good point. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> cool. Topping. Let's talk about topping. So, okay. So topping. What is topping? Topping really just straight basically is just pinching off or cutting off a piece of the plant. Usually it's that main stem that comes off. And then what happens from there is it'll kind of split into two and it will have two tops, right? Is that kind of your definition of it as well or? Uh, yeah. Um, not only are you in like, a, you're promoting un, undergrowth as well. You remove a top, you're going to get two tops and yep. then you're going to see an excess amount of energy pr- promoted to the undergrowth of the plant as well. Great point. But yes. Great point. So for me, I usually top, I usually wait until it's like on its fifth node, then I'll top down to, well, actually, sorry, there's, so there's two ways to kind of top is the pinching method. And then there's also the, the cutting method where I like to call it a hard top um, is where you're actually taking, uh, you know, trimmers and, and trimming off uh, the stem. 
I've done both techniques. You know, the pinching off is super easy. Just take your hands and, and pinch off. I kind of like to do the, the hard top where I'm cutting. Usually when I'm pinching, I'll just wait and then pinch at that fifth node. If I'm doing a hard top, you know, I'll hard, I'll wait till it's fifth node and hard top down to the third node. For me, similar to LST, it depends on growth, right? A, a real stretchy strain, I'm going to do a hard top down because I might have other plants in the garden which are slower growers. And so trying to kind of create, keep that canopy even between all the plants. Um, so as far as, you know, when I top, how I top, it really kind of depends on growth. What about you? You know, when I first started training, topping is something that I did all the time. Um, as I've become more efficient in my growing, I, I don't top at all anymore. Hmm. Uh, I, I just, I bend. I just bend. I find bending does a very similar uh, has a very similar technique, in, or sorry, a, a very similar effect when it comes to promoting undergrowth and and creating strong stems. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I once you start training your plants, you start to utilize like the. I find when you're not training a plant, the energy is focused at the top of the plant. I don't think there's anything new about that. The energy goes up when you start bending that plant. The energy is now being delivered to more than just the 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 top of the plant when you're now seeing a promotion of growth in that undergrowth or the other anything other than the top i think that's a very similar effect that when you have a topping is you remove the top you then have two tops but then you have a promotion of undergrowth now i i yeah i've, I've just not found topping to be as beneficial anymore um hmm. when it comes to training i just bending has a very similar effect and uh, i end up when it comes to being, say, two and a half to three months into veg, I'm removing tops at this point because I have too many, not because I want more. I've got way, I have way too many. So it's through training, you're going to be removing tops just, just, just to keep a clean canopy. So if that's the same thing, I'm not entirely sure, but n yeah, not, not much of a topper anymore. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a great point, right? So topping is HST high stress training, right? So it's a high stress training technique. You're doing physical damage to the plant. So um, really, uh, you know, if you're cutting off the top of the plant, the plant's going to use some of that energy for recovery, right? So it could, you know, slow down the growth. It's most likely going to slow down the growth a little bit, right? Like a day or two, whatever it takes to, mm -hmm. to recover. So bending down, arguably, just doing LST, arguably isn't going to slow down that growth, right? So just reverts faster it, veg just time. Reverts it to, that's right. Arguably. But yeah, I'll, I'll top, I'll do a combination of topping and low stress training. So maybe, you know, I'll top down, I'll top the fifth node, for example, and then I'll bend all those branches down and then just do low stress training for the remainder of the time. So some plants, I'm just doing that one top, one top of the fifth node and then spreading out all those lower branches. Um, I've done other techniques where I top down, like I said, wait till the fifth node, top down to the third node, and I'll remove the first node, leave the second node. So there's so many different things you can do, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I really recommend people to kind of experiment with, with topping and low stress training, all these different training techniques that we talk about because there's so many different ways to do it. But yeah, I've, I've done both. I like to top. Um, and also I've done multiple tops. So I, I do that first initial top, then I wait a week or so, and then do another top of those tops and then kind of wait till those branches develop. So topping, so I get, you know, eight main colas coming up, or I could top a third time and get 16 main colas coming up. I've done as much as thir uh, 32 main colas coming up wow. on one plant. So 
there's just so many ways to do it. And I definitely recommend people to kind of experiment with that. That's true. You have experimenting is key. Experimenting is key, regardless of what you hear from, from myself or, or yourself is that there, you're going to find a way that works for you by, by blending a bunch of the techniques. I, I did the same thing. I started by doing a bunch of topping. I thought it was the best way to go topping, get all the tops. And then I, and then when people asked how many times do you top, I ended up only topping two times. Hmm. I would do the initial top and then maybe one more top after that but to, and then and then just kind of weaned out to I, I find i was getting a similar technique with just the bending so that's it experiment get your hands dirty these plants are resilient it, it's wonderful that we can discuss an, a low stress training and a high stress training you know that's that's pretty special so 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 get your hands dirty get your hands on and and, and maximize the the yield maximize the potential and you could literally, if you had just have one of those plants where it's just growing straight up and really you're not getting much side branching at all, if you're a beginner and you, you're kind of worried about, you know, doing a topping, you could literally just do that one top and that plant is going to bush out. You don't have to do any mm -hmm. additional training on top of that and the plant is going to bush out just from one initial topping and no additional training. And that feeling in your heart of insecurity and unknowing, the, the unknown of what's going to happen when you touch, that's normal. Hmm. That's normal. You're going to get over it and it's going to be okay because I, I'm sure it happened to you on the first time that you, you, someone told you to chop the top of your plant off. You were like, uh, what? <laughs> it, it's going to be okay. And that feeling deep down is normal. I just, yeah, I want that to be known. Man, anything else on topping? There's not much else to it, right? No, I think that's it. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. How about fimming? Have you ever done fimming? Yeah, I think on like inadvertently when you try to top, and, and I'll let you to actually describe the acronym and, and what it is. But because a lot of people, yeah, the, the idea of what FIMMING is and what it stands for uh, don't actually go hand in hand. People have no idea. I know I didn't when I when I learned the technique. Um, but I think, yeah, un inadvertently, you, you end up you end up FIMMING when, often when you're topping. Um, and, and it's 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 a very similar technique, but you haven't completely removed the initial top. So there, there's, there's a little bit of life there to keep going and in terms of the energy that's being, being provided. But yeah, I, I've certainly practiced it. Uh, one of the same things with topping, though, it's, it's just kind of gone by the wayside with time. Got it. Yeah, so, so FIM, or FIMming, FIM stands for I missed. That's actually what it stands for. Google it if you don't believe me. <laughs> um, really, it, it, the name comes from uh, somebody trying to top, but when they pinched off the top, they missed, <laughs> so they didn't actually top off entirely, so they just pinched that top growth, and what happened, instead of just splitting out in two different directions, it went to four different directions, I believe. I've actually fimmed and went off three different directions, mm -hmm. so it, it, you know, just cutting off, not actually like pinching off the entire top, but just kind of pinching off almost the entire top, it, it could lead to, it's, it's hard to get accurate, actually, I feel like, it's hard to Especially exactly... Yeah, it so small. Yeah, so small. it's hard to get that perfect spot to where it's going to split out into four different branches instead of just two. But yeah, I've done it accidentally too. I thought I topped right, and then um, it turned out to be a fem, which was it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know, but I, it's yeah, almost harder I to miss. It's almost harder to miss than it is to get it right. right. You know, like to get to get that right miss so that it gives you those tops, those extra tops. It's almost harder to get it wrong than it is to get it right. You know? mm. So that not fem fem isn't something that I. I often practice to be honest but i would love to hear from the viewers how many of you guys uh, try to film on purpose 
let us know down in the comment section below and let us know like when you try to film as well. Um, a good question. There's so many different ways to do it, right? Um, you know, what node do you like to film at to get the best result from? So anything on that? Anything else on filming? No, you nailed it, man. You nailed it. I, not something I practice myself, but again, something to experiment with. There, there's so many different techniques. And I think that's the joy of, uh, of being a gardener in 2020 is that people are trying everything now. And you can almost go and check someone out who's doing it, you know, and you'll find someone and then pick up some techniques. Have you ever heard of no technique plant training? Have no. Never heard no, of that? No technique. No, you'd have to explain because maybe it's not as simple as it sounds. Yeah, so I, I came across this on, on the website that was talking about it. All it is is basically taking that main branch, bending it down 90 degrees, and that's it. No other training on top of that. So just taking that initial, initial branch, bending it down 90 degrees, and then, of course, the lower branches and stuff are going to grow up. Mm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It's something actually when I was – looking at some training websites or websites talking about training right before, uh, you know, we're talking here today, I came across that and I was curious to know if you had ever heard of that because it's mm -hmm. something that I really hadn't heard that before. And I don't really know anybody who just bends it down 90 degrees. Right. But, and uh, I'd be, I, sorry, go ahead. But, uh, you know, that is another form of training. I, I would be, I, I don't know. I like, I, it, just because I've never tried it, you can't knock it. Not in this industry. Um, but initially, I think the the first bend, fantastic. Uh, but I feel like those under branches still need some sort of attention in order to give you that maximization yeah. uh, or ma maximized potential of the, the, the plant. Now, now I'd be curious, though, are you bending it at three nodes? Are you bending it at three feet? Um I, yeah, I'd be curious because maybe at three feet, if you bend that over, those those branches are a little farther along, but I'm, I'd be assuming pretty stretched. But yeah, yeah techniques, learn something every day. Hmm. It's exciting. Okay, what about uh, super cropping? Let's move on to super cropping. Do you uh, want to explain? I know I've seen that on your channel before. Do you want to explain what that is? Or you want me to do uh, it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep <laughs> consistent. And, and then I'll go with your, uh, your definition. Okay, so super cropping is really just, I guess you're... you're kind of breaking that outer layer of the plants you know the the what cell membrane or whatever you want to call it and and kind of flop making it uh flop over so some people do that normally i typically do it when it's during that three week stretch period and i'm, I'm having trouble controlling the stretch or if i want to kind of keep that canopy even in some sense i'll go ahead and i'll um just like you were doing it right kind of manipulating uh, that, breaking off that outer layer and then flopping it down. And then as the things flop down, it allows the lower branches to kind of catch up. And that thing will, you know, it'll pop back up. Nope, that branch is going to pop back up. Yeah, I mean, that, kind of a poor definition, but that's kind of... No, that, 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 that's, really, that's really it. And honestly, if there is a technique that I follow the most... It's super cropping. It's it's exactly that. Now, uh, some some may might, might argue that it's it's just the main branch that you're super cropping, um, and 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 sure, if that's the definition of super cropping, would be the main branch. Then sure, sure, yeah, yeah I, I certainly exercise that as well. But the manipulation of the cell membrane, and someone in the comments can tell us what that. There's a name. I know what it is. But anyways, um, when you break that cell membrane. I guess it could be argued too that that is high stress training. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, for sure. And and that is that is a a practice that I think needs to be utilized in the garden, um, or or at least 
um, if you want to get the numbers to which that your you, that particular seed can or that strain can har- harvest, then supercropping is where you're going to get that. I feel that the manipulation of the stem is what seriously reinforces the structure, which then supports the the flower at the very end. The bigger, the stronger that stem is, the more the more dense. The like it, 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 they go hand in hand. If you've got limp, loose, light stems. You're gonna have loose, light, limp flowers. It's it, it's literally hand in hand. The the stronger the plant is in veg, the stronger the plant's gonna be in flower. Uh, uh, environment uh, 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 excluded, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Variables excluded. But super cropping is 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 the technique that I'd like to utilize the most. Every single day, I come in the garden and manipulate my 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 plants during veg, and then. Less manipulation of it during the stretch, more of just anytime you want to bend the stem, you can't just come into your flower room and just ah, bend it over. You need to manipulate it. Um, now, how much you want that bent in flower, I don't want the, I don't want it to lay flat in most cases. I just need it to come down in inches rather than to come flat. So super cropping, great technique, and, and one I utilize almost the, the entirety of the grow. So I only utilize it when I need to kind of create that even canopy and I feel like low stretching isn't an option anymore um, because maybe it's like that center branch in the middle and it's like, well, I can't really pull it down with the other branches, so I, I'll super crop. Are you saying you do super cropping in order to strengthen the stems? Yeah, every bud, wow. every stem. Wow. When I come, if, if you've watched a time lapse on my video, all the all the plants start, or, or even a training, all the plants start very high up they're all very perky pointed towards the light that's when i will come in and in in in, you know i'd say it's like a 60 40 in terms of bending and twisting i want those like once you bend those main when you start bending your plants you're going to find very quickly that there's going to be stronger ones stronger stems on the outside just just through through nature itself without the training and you're going to have weaker ones in the middle Going through the middle, the middle branches is where I'm, I'm, I'm exercising that technique the most to make sure that they're going to keep up with the outer branches so that I'm going to have similar buds throughout the entirety of the plant. Yeah, I think, th- I, I, yeah, I would say yes. So, so when do you start super cropping? The moment I'm going to make that first bend. If it w- the moment I'm going to bend it in veg would be the moment I start to super crop. You're going to start to manipulate that stem, try to, b- I don't know if breaking is the right way to describe it mm. all the time. If, if super cropping is the technique of breaking the stem, you know, you can hear it snapping. Um, I don't think I do that all the time, but the idea of, you know, uh, stretching that membrane and manipulating enough that it, it, it falls over is, is more of the technique that I follow, but breaking it is just another way of getting it done. Yeah. So when do you stop it then? When, when's the last time you super crop really? Typically, like if it's going, like it'll be late veg, because typically I've got by the by the time I'm sending the flower, I've created the canopy that I'm that I'm happy with. So then I'm sending it to flower. At at that point, when it comes to keeping the canopy even, uh, it's more of just a, a a light manipulation of the stem. So I, I would I would say it's still within the first couple of weeks of flower. Still, still trying to make sure, because like I said, at, by the time you're flowering your plant, your stems are really thick. They're very heavy, and 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 they've they've almost built up like a, uh, um, a not a bark, but like um, just a an outer core. And if you were to come up to that that branch and just try to 
to get it to go flat with the rest of the canopy, it's going to snap in half and you're going to lose it without taping it back together. So you're going to have to kind of, kind of rub it in your fingers just to get that, that, that bent, that stem to bend down a little bit. So first couple weeks of flower. Do you have a tutorial video on your channel that I can link? Oh yes. Okay. I'll link that in the description section below for, for everybody out here. So during that three week stretch free period in flower, you, you really don't do, um, super cropping. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say to the extent that I am in veg every day. No, no, okay, no, because I'm hoping by the time I've sent it to flower, all of the effects that I've done in veg are enough that those stems are are are, are good. Like they're tight, they're built, they're robust, they're strong. Any any bending that goes on in flower is just merely to keep the canopy flat. Got it. I'll even you might even tie down still in flower to make sure that it's but i no, i wouldn't say that i continue super cropping in flower okay got it as intense as intense yep. there's that's as canadian answer as you're gonna get right there i think i went both ways three times and arguably i mean somebody could could is probably gonna comment on this and say you don't want to do of any course. sort of high stress training in flower right i mean you can but arguably that Any stress high stress training is taken it's, away. Yeah, your 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 plant will then focusing on the repair process instead of the bud formation process. So mm-hmm. I try to mm-hmm. avoid doing any type of high stress training techniques like that or topping um, in uh, the flowering stage. But um, I do do it just to um, try to create that canopy even as like a last. You've got to do what you got to do yeah. to keep that canopy even because yeah. that's what's going to reward you in the long run. And I found I need to do it whenever I do like a trellis and try to like do like a sc- the scrog technique. You know, I find like during that three week stretch period in flower, it I, I don't have the chance to bend down it anymore to get under the netting anymore. So I'll you know, I'll super crop. Right. So that's just another another time I do it. Anything else on super cropping? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's it's another one of those techniques that you're it's very aggressive, it's very hands-on. Yeah. These plants are resilient and it's it's almost it's almost the more abuse at the right time is 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 gonna reward you. They can handle it. They can handle it. Well I think we've covered a lot in this video. Man, this was good. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So thank you so much, Pigeons, for coming on to my channel and uh discussing training techniques. Um I think that this is uh Definitely some good information, again, for the people viewing this, and I've got beginners, I've got veterans that are viewing this. There's so many different ways to do it. Just experiment, and yeah, just try to have fun with it, right? That's the key. Have fun, because there's already enough stresses, let alone the, in the world, there's enough stresses in the garden that'll keep you preoccupied. We don't need to, we, we, we don't need to create any more unnecessary stress. Have fun relax and it's it, it's it's quite the experience and anything that you, you experience through this grow is going to seriously help you in the next grow so get your hands dirty and and chris i want to thank you for having me uh, as i said at the beginning um your this 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 form of interview this kind of content is is a shining light for our community and i, I look forward to uh seeing seeing what else and who else you can have have over and uh and, and the information you can pull from them much needed and i want to hear from i want to hear from in the comments too you know it, whether you agree or disagree what are your techniques because like like i said we've been here for almost an hour uh, 40 some minutes but it's like we we haven't even scratched the surface we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of of of, of the techniques and the numbers of ways of getting it done so absolutely more content for the future yep and uh yeah another question for the viewers is who would you like me to kind of have a discussion with next, right? So I talked with Rob from CLTV. 
we've got pigeons here. Um, I want to get more growers involved in these types of conversations because there's just there's so many different uh, perceptions on, on ways to do things. It's going to generate ideas for people, right? So let me know who you want to see on this channel in the future. And I will leave a link to Pigeon's channel down in the description section below. Thank you very much. Any final words? No. Uh, thanks for having me, man. A lot of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to seeing uh, the success of uh, your channel. And uh, it's, it's been an honor uh, being, being a colleague of yours, bro. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. All right. Take care, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Garden Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a rating and review if you haven't done so already. It helps the podcast out tremendously. So thank you to all who have done so. And I will leave it at that. Until next time, peace.